All right, guys, welcome to another podcast. We're here in Irvine, California. <laughs> I'm already laughing because I'm with the gang. I'm with uh, going from right to left, Jason Rose. Definitely on the right, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Dead center and is blinding. His beauty is blinding me. Kevin Brown from BuffDaddy.com. Nice way to put it. Thank yes. you. Yes. And to my left, Mr. Stoops in Perfect. his German accent. No, so it's not German. Oh, shoot, there it went. There it came out. (laughs) So we're down here uh, uh, at the McGuire's headquarters working and training and uh, focusing hardcore on polishing and lots of things that these guys are going to talk about today, but it all encompasses NXT training. NXT. NXT, which stands for? Intense Extreme Training. Wow. Couldn't have said that any better. (laughs) And uh, so we're gonna we we've done a ton of things. We w- the first day was Friday, yeah. Friday. Today is Saturday, so and three, tomorrow's Sunday. three day gig. Yeah. Um, basically, what the event is is a, is a deep dive into all things paint correction and sanding and rotary and DA. Um, and a three day program, but uh, twenty student limit per day, and uh, the the group of students changes up every day. And we did something different this year, right, Kevin? We uh, introduced that third day. We decided to do an advanced class for the people that have attended an NXT class already before. in the past sometime, yeah. So what's going to be the difference, let's say, from Friday, Saturday, which is pretty advanced stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a lot of theory and a lot of concept, but at the same time, we're going out and applying that theory, which is good. Yeah. And you guys can certainly speak to that, but... In terms of Sunday, what what makes What's it different? the next Well, instead level? of corn tortillas, we're going to have flour tortillas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it may be a little more intense uh, uh, than that. But. No, we basically take that foundational knowledge and content that's in the, the first class uh, and kick it up a notch to another level, right? Well, I think a, a lot of what's going to happen tomorrow is going to be getting people to think about processes in some new and different ways and some new and different processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a little bit of that uh, towards the end of the day today that I think uh, turned some people's worlds a little bit upside down. Mine included. Yeah. I, <laughs> what was it that I said to you, Jason, that I think we took uh, took Larry's world, turned it upside down, shook it real, shook hard, it real hard, and then and... beat it against the wall. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, uh, today was, was kind of intense, and tomorrow yeah. we're going to take that to a whole new level, I think. It's actually tiring. You know, I haven't really done a whole lot of physical work, but I'm but mentally, mentally yeah. I think yeah. so true. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of content in this class, you know. Yeah, four different content. categories, rotary, polishing, yeah. um, DA polishing. Hand sanding, sanding, DA DA sanding, sanding. and then not only the actual doing of those different segments, but the theory behind why we do things the way that we do. It kind of weaves together nicely, certainly the way that you've done the the, uh, the PowerPoint. Uh You can see it's a linear progression of, hey, this is why we've done this. This is how it's done in the past. This is how the the machines have advanced and why. Mm Mm-hmm. And then actually applying it because there's only so much you can do, you know, in the classroom. But you need to do it. Well, I think you know, in the in the broad scope of things, there's lots of training programs available to you know consumers and pros that want to learn more about car care and paint correction. There's lots of training programs available, but this one is unique, I think, in in a way that it it really is the deepest dive that I've 
you know can imagine and heard of from other training programs and it has a, a unique perspective that it draws on the experience of you know you kevin brown and mike stoops and i it, it draws on all of our knowledge over the years mm-hmm. and sure. we kind of do a, a dump knowledge dump and, uh, and the students that are there oh yeah, mean, they're all yeah. pretty top-notch yeah guys and then to have all those people in the same room asking the questions that you're like oh you know what you know i didn't even think of that perspective yeah and that's how i got to that you know uh that moment today with you stoops when you said something based on what another i think joe or somebody was coming up in a few minutes to chat with us said something about 205 or whatever it was and i was like i didn't even know what is he talking about and then you explained it or somebody explained it and then my brain just went like we could see you having a little bit of a meltdown and, yeah. and that, that was that was actually kind of fun i, I like that moment um but yeah it's you know the the thing is i mean kevin over here has got a reputation for um experimenting and doing things that are i mean to say outside the box is is almost yeah, so yeah it's ridiculous because mm-hmm. he's he almost doesn't even know what the heck a box is anymore it's almost counterintuitive it's like uh, oh, oh you oh. need something super soft and the paint is really soft well go to a hard yeah. compound in a, a hard pad yeah. or something and you're like what are you talking yeah, about what? i just asked yeah. you the complete opposite question <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. There, there's there are yeah. a lot of, of things that have been kind of um people's normal way of thinking about what makes a process more aggressive what makes it less aggressive when you're working on paint that's like this do you do this and whatever and it's almost through trial and error i think that kevin stumbled onto some things that and every now and then you know the rest of us do too but it's almost like kevin goes out looking for these things more so than other people do Mm -hmm. and you find things that don't seem to really make any sense on the face of it Mm -hmm. but you know, when push comes to shove, you're trying to make the paint shiny. And if that's what the paint wants, it's not up to you to try and figure out why the paint's being goofy about what it wants. Mm-hmm. It's what it wants. Give it to it. It'll yeah. be shiny. Job done. What more do yeah. you need? Yeah, I think for the most people listening, there's a concept or a theory that it's, I have an SOP, standard operating procedure. I have this mm-hmm. method that's that works well. And I'm sure typically 80% of the time in the bell curve or whatever, is, mm-hmm. it's probably right. At least for for me, I'm thinking more now based on this, you know, this weekend. Is it's really about the paint is sort of dictating what you need to use absolutely in, in yeah. your tool bucket, in your tool uh, right. belt, belt rather. Yeah, you know, all, yep. all the things that you've trained. So you've trained for this, you trained for that, you trained for that. It's kind of like I even think of it like the army kind of thing. Like you train for all these different things, and then when you get there, it's it's war. You have no idea what you're. That's you're, right. You're exactly. For tons of things. That's you a good face. analogy. So, um, I don't know. I'm trying to chew on that more as opposed to i just do step one at this speed and i you know what i mean like right. a robot like you really need to be proficient in all the weapons if you want to keep this war mm-hmm. thing going uh, you're proficient in all your weapons and then when you get there you go like what are we doing today like well, how am i gonna attack this right well, look at that. full circle that's called a full circle analogy <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, let's 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 take uh let's take the whole uh war and weapons thing a little bit further though some of our weapons now are pretty darn new and very different from anything that we've had before. In the past, yeah. And we're still kind of... Because we look- have a different enemy. Oh, yes, wow, he is slamming <laughs> it down. Meaning oh. paints. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, the paints change tool, too, but we're, we're still trying to figure out, I think, our way around what these tools can really offer. And that's changed things pretty dramatically, and um, it, it's opened up a lot of new possibilities. And that's why we're seeing things like finishing polishes and finishing waxes being used to remove some pretty severe defects. And, I, I mean, in, in our product line, in McGuire's product line, mm-hmm. we never designed those products to work that way. 
Mm-hmm. And yet they do. And it even has some of us going, okay, I just did this myself. Right. I saw it happen. And I'm still having a hard time reconciling that this works. Yeah. Explain it to me. Yeah. Somebody help. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I forgot to mention this before. Can oh. we go? Let's deep dive into one topic. A little deep dive, half deep dive, into some t- pick something. I got three of the world's craziest detailing <laughs> gurus here. Just a little taste of what they're going to get there. I should have mentioned at that NXT? before. At NXT, just well, diminishing abrasives. I don't know why I keep coming up with that one and uh, smat or something. Well, I think you you've got one of the best trainers in the world in Jason Rose, and another one in Mike Stoops, who both are doing this full time, and then you have me. Now, they have certain procedures they're going to recommend and, and never recommend. I'm the guy that gets to do the never recommend. <laughs> That's where I come in. Well, give us a little taste of what you <laughs> Give us a little taste. See, I'm putting uh, – I, I see okay, the eyeballs well, looking at me here. As an example, they may work on a finishing polish for a year to a year and a half. I'm rubbing my and, hands and make back this, and forth, you know, excited to hear this. <laughs> they're, they're trying to go to the highest degree, make the most highest caliber polish that there is. And then I'll say, well, why don't we dilute that about 4,000 to 1 and use it like that, which makes no sense, which nobody thinks to do because that's ridiculous. But through a thought process, not, not coming up – I haven't come up, coming up with that by myself, but through working with these guys and pushing the envelope. And, and when they ask me, can you test this product and give me some honest feedback, that's what I do. I push the envelope, and mm-hmm. I find out some interesting things that will never – very likely never be sold to the public or recommended to the average guy Mm -hmm. because it's not reasonable for the average guy or he's never going to run into these issues that we do or have any desire to go to the ultimate perfection. And I'm talking about some finicky people that will just chase Chase a finish for hours and hours or days. And so uh, I'm one of those guys, and I talk to those guys, and those are my customers. And because... Because of that, I want to help them as much as I can. And um, so I research a lot and I write a lot. And when you write things down and say you should do this, you also need to tell them why you think that is the case so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And back it up. Yeah. yeah, You you can say, hey, as an example, when you use this rotary polisher with this pad, you should do it at 1,000 RPM. The next question is, well, why can't I do it at 15? What happens? What changes? Well, there could be five or six or seven things, so I'll explain that. And um, the guys that are very interested in learning these things, boy, they really catch on, and they become exceptionally good paint polishers and and efficient in doing so. I mean, Mm. I remember taking an hour to three hours on average to figure out what's the best procedure to polish out a specific paint on a car. Because I was pointing and shooting, I'd have five pads and six liquids and multiple speeds, and I would finally get the right combination. But uh, now we know how to diagnose and shorten up that. Uh, yeah, get get to the uh, cut to the chase a lot quicker and troubleshoot and figure out what pad liquid tool combination is going to get the result. Sometimes it's you know in the past it's taken detailers a long time to figure that out, and I think you're right, Kevin. You're you're figuring out ways to get there faster. Mm-hmm. That's the whole crux, I feel like, is it's not the long detailing process. I feel like people are paying us and hopefully paying the listeners, you know, professional detailers. The part that they're paying us for 
is that beginning part, and I feel like it's the test panel. Once yeah. you figure out the test panel, mm -hmm. what, that's the money maker. I all feel right. like that's where all the, the experience. Once you figure that out, the rest of it's kind of like put your headphones in and do the rest. And do yeah. the rest of it. You you know keep your your wits about you. You might find a panel that's weird or whatever every once in a while. But all intents and purposes, you've then figured out your SOP for that specific car. But that beginning part, yeah. that's where the money's made. I feel like. Is yeah, that I, I think I think that's a great that's point great. because yeah. what. Yeah, I think people get lost a little bit with the test spot. I, most people, I mean, you've heard the term. They they know they're supposed to do one. But what do you really do with the test spot? What are you trying to accomplish? And and that is you are trying to figure out, like you said, that your standard operating procedure for that vehicle. And it's not always going to be the same. But where people get hung up is you grab your, your kind of starter, right, your go-to, and it doesn't work on that car. Mm -hmm. What do you do now? Yeah, I did my test spot, and it failed. What's my next step? If you can't read the paint, if you and the paint aren't talking the same language, you don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we, we talked earlier about this kind of 85th percentile, this this um, uh, this bell curve. Uh, most cars fall into this category, mm -hmm. and they're not that terribly different. And, and a lot of the, the kind of this, the sheer wackiness that Kevin comes up with is dealing with those extremes on either end, the paint that's really soft and delicate and finicky and it fights you every inch of the way, and the stuff that's crazy hard on the other end that, you know, you're throwing nuclear weapons at it and the swirls aren't moving. Mm. And the, the really bizarre combinations of stuff that we're coming up with tend to work really good with those really finicky paints, and that's where it, it kind of sets... It almost throws away everything that you've ever thought about how this stuff works, mm -hmm. right? Everybody thinks if I need to get more aggressive, I need a stiffer pad, I need a stronger compound, I need more speed on my tool, I need more pressure on my tool. And that's not always the case. Exactly. Which is insane to even say that and record yeah. it. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. You know what I've done, Larry? I just was thinking about this. Two things. Uh, when I'm testing or, with Jason or, or Mike, and they give me a product. I know it's going to be safe for the most part on automotive paint. So I'll I'll take I'll take the label away. Label, pull the labels. I mean, not not literally, but in my mind, I say, hey, I'm not going to put a label on this pad mm -hmm. as a cutter or a finisher. I'm not going to put a label on this liquid as a, a cutting compound or a finishing liquid. I'm just going to use them and see what I come come up with. That's smart. And then the second thing that, that I do, that's a, that's a nice concept. Right. Though. And the second thing I do is I take things to extremes, meaning. Uh, well, if I'm supposed to use 10 drops as per recommendation, why not use 20? Or what? Why why 10? Why not 20? Why not 50? Or what why happens not, when you do 50? Or, yeah, right? or why not one? Or why not a tenth of a drop? And, yeah. and so you use extremes with no labeling. And wow, can you find out some interesting things rapidly? And so I think that's what my premise has been, is to help them make better products and for me to get smarter at doing this so I can help my customers, mm -hmm. that's what I tend to you do. You basically erase the lines in the road. Yeah. Like there's no there's no box. There's no lines for right. you to follow. You kind of yeah. just do what you got to do. That's, that's, that's right. smart. I, I like the idea of thinking about, like, just taking the pads and the polishes and just you know, metaphorically <laughs> taking the labels off. Fascinating because I wondered how Kevin got to the point where, you know, you're going from M205 in a bottle and you go from there to, oh, two drops in a 32-ounce bottle of water and you spray it through a spray bottle. So, I mean, how do you get from A to B there? You know what? It does make sense now. I think he sits in a chair and he's got all the products there and he's like, okay, which one should I pick here? And he closes his eyes and he grabs one, and he grabs one pad from over here. 
and Let's says, we're match them up and see what happens. We're, we're, we have a theory about how uh, you come up with your wacky <laughs> ideas. Just throwing and, darts in the dark. Yeah, and you're essentially <laughs> throwing darts in the dark, but you, 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 know, you spin all your products together and all your pads. You kind of just go like, oh, I'll take this one and take that one. And let's see if we can make this one work. Yeah, like, hot yes. diggity, this works. I like it. How many times, though, do you come up with something you're like, oh, well, that was an utter and complete failure. I'm never going to do that again. I just, I've come up with a lot of things and talked to Jason. He just doesn't listen for a year. That's ridiculous. I don't even know what he just said. And then I'll I'll mention it. Don't you remember we talked about this a year ago or two years ago? And you'll say, I I don't know what you're saying, but. Bad boy. All right. We have a a new member coming in. We're going to do a little bit of a rotation here of of the guys who are at uh, NXT, given a sort of a brief, um, you know, synopsis of, of their thoughts on uh, how NXT is, is going for you and that and that sort of thing. And I first thing I, met, I, I noticed was your Dust to Glory. That's a good name. Thank you. I like that because I get I'm a little sensitive when it comes to names. I like names that have nothing to do really with. I think that's a better brand. I mean, we can do a whole branding topic, but you know, I don't know, like immaculate. Detailing 101 or something. You know, there's so many of those. So I, I looked across the room. I was like, oh, I dig that name. That It's just different. Like, I, I will not forget that ever again. Anyways, um, introduce yourself and tell us, uh, I know the name of your business, and I'm sure everybody does now, <laughs> where you're from, and give us a brief little, uh, you know, what you thought of the show, what you thought of the show. Oh, boy. I don't know what I think well, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's later. Uh, what you thought of uh, the training and, uh, you know, anything that you can pass along to the listeners. Sure. Uh, my name is Michael Champion of Dust of Glory Mobile Detailing, Austin, Texas. Um, the thing that I enjoyed most about the class um, was just learning the different things that I don't normally think about when I'm polishing, um, about the environment, the different variables that, that come into play, um, and having to think about all those at one time when you're polishing a vehicle. Um, I also liked... Um, Kevin Brown's methodology into detailing, which is don't do what you normally do. Don't be afraid to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we were just making fun of him about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take everything you've ever learned in your life and completely and throw it out throw the window. It in the trash. So we're, we're making fun of him, and Michael's over here going, <laughs> yeah, wait, that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I'm going to use yeah. that. And we're yeah. like, okay, maybe we should make fun of him because yeah. the man's kind of on to something here. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. But it's, you know, every detailer has a standard operating procedure, and we typically approach every vehicle the same way because the directions on the bottle say to, mm. and that's what we kind of get stuck in. Is Look this, at you. You're dead on. We were just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, when we get stuck in this thing, and it's like we need to approach every vehicle the same way, but he forces you to think beyond that, and what can you do to change it up if something's not working? And, mm. you know, just trying something new and not being afraid. And a lot, of, a lot of today for me was also building confidence in what I already knew and not being afraid to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you never know until you fail and once you fail you know not to ever do that again and you you know you learn and you grow from there that's what's mm-hmm. nice about this i think the guard comes down a little bit because everybody here is the best detailer in the world and you know we all i feel like have that and so there's a little bit of uh trepidation to be like well wait a second can i make a mistake in front of you it's like this this is this isn't the, one of those events it's like you're supposed to do you feel that I, I never feel that sense in the class like let's just make mistakes open, let's learn it? let's 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 figure out you know let's let's in terms of driving a race car i always say this, this is the time you need to crash you need to find what your limits are right because 
we have bumpers on along the side. If I, you know, I mean, we're playing yeah. bumper cars right now. So like, yeah. just floor it, and if you go through the corner, <laughs> well, then you can't yeah, go that fast. You're gonna but, bounce <laughs> off the wall, yeah. and that's the way it is. So that's um, that. You know, that's one of the things that I find mm-hmm. pretty interesting about the, yeah, this particular you, group. I think you hit on something else there, and that's you've got a lot of really highly skilled guys here. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I mm-hmm. mean, these are some of the best guys in the country, and I mean, we've had guys in from Trinidad and Tobago and from Australia as well. And, and these the guys, UK are, and these Canada. guys are good. And yeah. yes, we got West Coast, East Coast. Yeah, but yeah. But it was like a automatically checking their egos at the door. We didn't have to ask them to do it. They just did it. There, there wasn't. There was no posturing. There was no ego. There's none of that stuff here today. It's like. They know they're good. We yeah. know they're good. Yeah. But everybody that, I mean, they know they can still learn. Yeah. And they're open to it. And that's fantastic. I love I that. I think that's, that don't, that's like the overreaching thing is I feel like the, what we're doing right now in this next you know, couple of days is learning how to practice. Mm-hmm. Learning techniques and methods on how to practice properly so right. that you can, you know, go further. You're not going to become a, the world's greatest detailer in eight hours of training. Uh, no. Like, come not on. Not even close. Yeah. Master in a day. Not going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of master in a day, my good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a new guest. Yes, a new guest. Uh, keep calm in detail. He's wearing his, uh, his famous shirt here <laughs> quite nicely. And I, I actually wore his jacket all day, as creepy as that sounds, because I was so cold. Really? Yeah, I, was, I snuggled in. I got to smell him. It was great. Well, <laughs> got a New York guy in Southern California wow. with a. Yeah, I'm, I'm just that trying note, to ignore on that. On that note, let's introduce who this edit is. These things later, yes, right? Yes. No, I go no. hold for edit. Hold. Yeah. We're good. Okay. And who is this that we're sharing uh, jackets this is with? Greg. Greg Nichols from uh, Reflections Detailing in Logan, Utah. Yeah, that's uh-huh. it. Uh, That's all you got? Yeah, I don't know. You want my web address and everything else? Like, Your social security number? Say yeah, it slowly, please. Five seven. <laughs> no. All right. So we're we're asking a bunch of people. You know, give give me a you know a two minute brief uh, idea of what you found interesting and different. And and just for the listeners here, we're going through a lot of the students. Um, Mr. Nichols here happens to be one of the assistant professors. Is that a fair statement? Or helping along with I'm on probation? Y- y- probate. Yeah, probational yeah, yeah, right. assistant to the assistants. Uh, <laughs> So depending I, on how it goes right now. Oh, yeah, depending on your answer right now, uh, it will demerit you. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the probably the biggest takeaway for me, and, and, and having done this now twice, is that I keep building my bag of tricks. I think I know what to deal with, and then I, I come to these classes, and I'm like, oh, this is one more kind of quiver in my arsenal that I can, that I can use. I think the biggest thing for me is being able to try to, the, the best tool that you have is your brain, not just the tool in go. your hand yeah. to, to kind of how do I problem solve? You mean there this? isn't a miracle product? I'm so confused right now. No, <laughs> it's, you know, it doesn't have a number. It doesn't have a name. It yeah. has nothing like that. So just kind of that, that's a good refresher because you go through these years and then you, you, you kind of get into a habit mm-hmm. and then you come on these problematic paints and you're like, how do I deal with this? And you're like, okay, remember two years ago, Kevin talked about, you know this and i was like oh yeah and you go do that and you're like bam it's done you're like yes mm-hmm. so and, and you, you your confidence level goes way up mm-hmm. when you when you kind of have more tricks to pull out uh with problematic things it's not just one polish one pad boom get a car done and getting all these guys mm-hmm. in the same room and having all the different perspectives you know it certainly uh, amplifies that sort of theory that you're talking about because you you're jamming it all into three days and it's kind of uh 
Well, you create a network as well. I mean, the additional thing is now I have all these guys that are all here. I can call them up and I can say, hey, I'm having this problem. They're like, well, you remember this. It's like you have this. You're like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about yeah, the thing that yeah, you said yeah. about that. Yeah. No, so I think, that's, I think there's a couple of benefits that, that for me are, are that way. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate cool. your perspective. Yeah. Thanks, this, guys. This has been great. Now get out of here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Rotate them in. <laughs> yeah, so it seems yeah, – yes, the, the question is, uh, Kevin, did he get uh, a demerit or is he promoted? He could attend tomorrow. <laughs> he could attend. <laughs> Greg, you're good. Tomorrow you can show yeah, up. You're good. You're all right. Yes. Thumbs up. That means you'll be warm. Yeah, that's true. I'll have a jacket <laughs> tomorrow. A that's jacket. great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so who do we have here? Appreciate you coming by. Give us uh, your name and your business and, you know, your favorite color. Thank you. I'm uh, Brian Burnworth from uh, Peach State Detail in Atlanta, Georgia. And my favorite color on cars, black, of course. No, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, we can't ask you the question because, unless I'm completely insane, he wasn't there today. Well, but he did do the class. It just wasn't today. He did it in the past. Oh, well, there you go. So I guess, what are you expecting? Uh, I guess because I couldn't say what did you. Or why did you come back? That's yeah, even that's good. Yeah, you, you know go. what? I should just give you the head mic here. Yeah. Why did you come back? <laughs> to uh, expand my skills more. Um, never hurts to stop learning. I figure the day you stop learning is the day uh, you're not really going to be that good anymore. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yep. That seems to be the theme. Now, are you a full-time detailer, Brian? Um, that's always in question. I detail about 40 to 50 hours a week and then also have a uh, full-time job otherwise. Ouch. <laughs> what do you do? I work for uh, Delta as a mechanic. Delta? Yes. No kidding. Yes. yes. Wow. So you get to so, fix uh, the planes and you get to wax them afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, God, that'd be no. quite a uh, that, quite That a would account. be a large job. <laughs> Not for me. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow should be pretty exciting. Uh, I think uh, we're going to be uh, we starting regular time, 8 o'clock. Yeah. These are full oh. days, by the way, people. They're yeah. 8 o'clock to supposedly 6, but we I don't think we've ever gotten out uh, before. It's, it's 8 o'clock for some of you. The rest o'clock. of us are showing up at 7 to get things set up for you guys yeah so, yeah know. so you guys are there at seven we're just a little bit longer we we sort of close at six thirty, yeah and then the crazy sort people of. like me and the other guys are like wait a second and then i i grab stoops and i grab jason and we, i hold them by the sleeves and say all right i have, I have, I have a question. question about the thing that i did with whatever um and then we start polishing uh rental cars <laughs> so we had a huge scratch we're all like polishing so it's when i get back which is it's that's pretty. Uh, that should be an episode all by itself because I have, I have a contract from a lady with like a little scratch. You know, they do the door. You know, the right. the, the little things. And right. I, there's a scratch in the door, and I'm gonna bring it back, and I think I'm gonna charge the rental company. Yeah. Uh, scratch removal detailing. charge. Uh, yes. You, you have a form for when you bring the car back that shows you brought it back perfect. Better have them sign off. Yeah. 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 Can you okay. sign this off? Can you walk I left the car. With I left this place. better than I got it. Can and you if sign this? I come this? back next month and I get the same car and there's problems, you're in trouble. <laughs> what was funny was when I when I got to Enterprise, I was telling Jason. Um, you know, I got the upgraded, you know, nonsense, whatever it was, mm-hmm. for being a member of their club. And that's or whatever. the car you got with the upgrade. I walked in, the lady walks you out. It was is fancy schmancy, and I'm like, oh, this is street. Right. She's like, we have the blah 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 blah, and then we have the da 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 da, and I'm like, what is that back there? And she's like, oh, that's that's the lower model, whatever. And I was like, it's black, and I was like, ooh, and it's squirrels. And she's mm-hmm. like. What's the matter with this guy? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one, please. It's a, lo- and she's like, a she's loony like, in the airport. She's like, uh, sign here for it. I'm like, oh. 
of course, I'm <laughs> driving down the street and I'm I'm making a right hand turn, but I'm really going straight the entire. I'm like, oh man, I really got yeah, the line is totally out. <laughs> Car gives a little sh- sh- rattle as I'm <laughs> But nonetheless, nice it's a upgrade. good upgrade. Yeah. All yeah right. well, you know what? We really appreciate you taking one for the team oh, and get, getting a car yes. for the, the training. <laughs> the, like I, if I only had the, I have a video running 24 hours a day wherever I go. I have like a GoPro in my pocket. If I only had one there and how the sh- and just got her expression, <laughs> it was priceless. She's like, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> only a loony detailer. Ooh, I liked it. Black one with swirls. It was, like it was it. out of a wow. movie. It was like three rows back. <laughs> She's like, it's, it's not even washed. I'm like, it's perfect. It's everything I've ever wanted. All right. Um, well, here we so, have another guest. Yes, we yep. do have another guest. So, introduce yourself. I'm uh, Chad Raskovich uh, from Raskovich Auto Detailing in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. Raskovich. Oh. Minnesota. Minnesota. Cold. Hockey players. Yes, Love it. definitely. Yes. Big oh. hockey player. <laughs> um, yeah, and, so. And he's, were, a, he's a comeback. So, he, he's done the class previously. So, he didn't do it today, but he had done the class, what? 2012. 2012, 2012 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but wait a second. Maybe it's hitting me now. You're you're on you're a huge social media guy, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I mean, he is. Yeah, forms a lot. Chad. Yeah, Rasky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah his dogs are all over the Rasky. internet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then I do know you. Yes. How you doing? Some, Good. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the Chad some of the so best so write-ups on yeah. uh, forums. And yeah, some absolutely. Of the best, best photos and yeah. you know product reviews. Here's the guy, Rasky. We we just up the le- yeah, stoops. We're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. And see if we can. Uh, <laughs> we, we got a better, uh, that's, better that's guy. That's really nice. Of you. <laughs> that's really nice. Of you. We're gonna try to bring the level up just a little bit here. Um, oh. All right. So what are you, what are you expecting? Um, you know, wh- like why would you why did you come back? We're asking. Well, I kind of come from a father who's a body man painter, and I'm really passionate about the, the wet sanding part of it. And uh, so I want to hone in my skills on the advanced wet sanding. And uh, once I learned that uh, Jason Kilmer was going to be here, I was even more excited. So oh, yeah. seeing his Jason little Kilmer. toolbox of uh, sanding blocks and yeah. erasers and things that you don't even think of. He's going to freak you out tomorrow. Yeah, he is, is he over crazy, the man? top, man. Oh, wow. He's over you know, the top. Yeah, my old man's kind of old school. And I was like, I, I need a five-minute break. I need to go. I didn't then come back. I mean, he was so intense. Yeah, and you were gone for ten. Yeah, no. I, I was, <laughs> I was just like, I was shaking in the corner. Jason Gilmore. Gilmore. Freaking out. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be exciting to to work with you tomorrow. So I'm, yeah. I'm very I'm very stoked. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Huh? Yeah, you're hanging out with us in the beautiful outdoor. Uh, this is nice for Minnesota. I mean, coming to California is a, a treat for me. So it is. It is. We've got the water behind us. We got people. palm trees. Yes, it's pitch black out, and there's people taking videos, which is very <laughs> weird. This guy here with a video camera, and it's the middle of the night. <laughs> like, take well, hey, Rasky, uh, you were a great student, you know, in uh, 2012 and uh, looking forward to your contribution tomorrow because you got great skills. Yeah, and absolutely. Even yeah. though you're there yeah. to learn, I think there's people around you that are going to learn from you, uh, too. It's so. a big sharing yeah. experience. And yeah. He's got a lot to share. Lots right. of knowledge. I'm stoked. Yeah. Glad Thanks, you're here. Thanks, guys. Yep. We're just rolling right through here. Uh, they just lined up. Why? I just left the table for a minute, came back, and I noticed, Mike, something looked Looks like it upset you. Yeah, he's no, pale. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't upset very easily. Once we're off the air, I'll let Larry. And be I fun. asked him politely to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah, he asked me really. You should, you, see, this is you can't see the look in his eyes the way he asked me. You see how I'm slowly is, pushing him further away yeah. from the table. Yeah. I Wait feel a the love, man. I feel the love. I, I have the controls to just turn his mic <laughs> off the entire time, <laughs> so he can sit here and just mine everything. And just we'll shake our heads. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Wow, wow, oh. really. <laughs> 
Feel the love. All right, so who do we have at the table today? Uh, my name is Alex Boyce from uh, Boyce Auto Detailing in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo. We got Michigan in yeah. the house. I love Kalamazoo. That sounds awesome. So we have Minnesota, Michigan, Texas. Who else? Oh, Rath. Oh, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. We need to live in a place called Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. It's just got a, ooh, it's got onomatopoeia. You like that? I like mm-hmm. Kalamazoo. You know what? I was I'm in born, New York. I was born in Kalamazoo. Were you really? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. Kalamazoo, Michigan. So born. that's the that's the home to a major uh, breakfast cereal brand, isn't it? Kellogg's is right down the road, yep. There we go. I wasn't actually going to say the brand name, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, checks are rolling in right that's now. <laughs> yeah. Tony the, the Tiger is right. Yeah. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. It's roaring. The Larry's roaring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it only took. Uh, you still want me to leave it took now? Thirty-three you? minutes for the wheels to officially fall off. <laughs> fall the off the podcast. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> All right. Lucky so you, you walked up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really like, oh, lucky like, winner. He's like, okay, into? what am I gonna say to this guy? Tomorrow I'm calling him Kalamazoo. He's gonna be like, I hate you. <laughs> so were you? You were. Is today your first day? Today was my first day. Yep. So what did you think? And like anything that popped out, it was like, oh my gosh, aha moment for you. Uh, well, there was a ton of aha moments, but uh, something that stuck out to me was uh, learning how to finish down properly uh, with a compound on a uh, on a finishing pad, or vice versa, mm-hmm. very aggressive um, pad with a finer polish. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Being able to finish out with that was yeah, uh, yeah. pretty revolutionary. I mean, Kevin was talking about it before. It's it's like in your mind, you're basically taking the labels off of everything. Everything that you had thought before, which is very labeled and strategic. You use this with that, and you do this with this. I feel like this particular training, you know, uh, seminar or whatever, the the overall theme is you just throw that all away and start over again. So right. That's just have an open mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that is a big big concept here cool so i mean so basically what you're saying is you improved your confidence and your skills on the finishing side of things and getting paint correction to that high perfect level and then on top of that it was kind of a weird interesting way of getting there you know so you you improved your skills but there's kind of this different way of getting there exactly yeah uh, it's it's that it, it's opening your mind to different ways of thinking when things don't go quite the way you want them to. Yeah, and that's the, and that it's okay to think in very non-traditional ways sometimes. Yeah, for instance, cutting with two o five two o five. Yeah, that's like the complete opposite of what I ever you know. It's thought. a polish. Well, like you Alex, don't, you, you said, don't cut with a polish. No, of course not. Well, like <laughs> Alex, and a finishing pad. You're cutting with a finishing pad and two o five. Or like, or finishing with a compound. Yeah. Or oh, finishing with a compound, correct. Yeah. These, these, these stuff. things are Weird what stuff. we're going to be talking about just all for the next three days. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's, I feel like that's my takeaway. It's just throw out the book and start all over again and, you know, I don't know. People are going to think we're a cult. We're doing weird things and well, yeah, you know, and on yeah, drugs. And I mean, as we've been talking about this, I've kind of been thinking for for anybody, for, for for anybody out there though that's just kind of getting started in this, uh, this can be beyond overwhelming. I mean, the, the the concepts that we're throwing out here are so we have to dive anti-establishment. In a bit. You yeah, know? we have to dive in a little bit because I feel like the people are, are polishing right now. They're listening to the podcast, going, "Larry, uh, what are you talking? What about? the hell are you talking yeah. about right now? Yeah. This, this, I, I got to go to the training. I got to do all these things. Yeah. But at some point, I'm going to really put the, my thumb in your eyeball, Mr. Brown, here, and say, "That sounds give me, give me, give, give me, me one, meat. give me one, give piece me some of meat on the bone here." here. Well. 
a lot of the things that we're teaching are not to replace a compound exactly, with a finishing exactly. polish or vice versa. It's to open your mind to say, well, we can accomplish things if we think about rigidity of the pad and uh, how to use more or less product on the pad, changing your speeds. We can show things and do things that uh, weren't intended to be done by changing and altering our procedure. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to teach guys to think procedurally rather than pad-specific, Pro- liquid-specific, product-specific. Yeah. Product hmm. yeah. That's that's such a huge concept that we're, not, <laughs> we're giving, like, no, no, you know, uh, we're not talking about it enough. But, yeah, when you come to NXT, we'll talk about it a lot more. But that's the gargantuan. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to begin. I'm, like, trying to find, like, a fancy word. I'm like, ah, it's so big, I don't even know what to say. All right, who's up next? All right, I'm uh, C. Charles Hahn, uh, automotive appearance specialist from uh, Lansing, Michigan. And, uh, I mean, basically what you guys are talking about, I, I said to Kevin when I first heard about the class that, you know, who wouldn't want to kind of take the pilgrimage to detailing Mecca and, uh, you know, deal with the uh, gurus of gloss here. <laughs> <laughs> the gurus of gloss. Uh, Get some t-shirts great. made, man. That's I like great. that. Gurus Chad, you just got demoted. You just got demoted, Chad. <laughs> He just called us you're, the gurus of gloss. You're of down gloss. a couple notches yes. there, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was brilliant. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I mean, where else are you going to find not only just these caliber of instructors, but even just the attendees, everybody here. I yeah. mean, everybody's got yeah, so true. many great things to offer as that's far as true. their own. They bring a lot. They bring yeah. so much to the table. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing is when you get in a group like this, there's nobody that you can't pick something up from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that to me is is the big draw with something like this is is you can come in and you can get information from just so many different sources and so many different techniques and approaches to things that, you know, you can kind of give and take of, of whatever it is that kind of works best for you in the long run. Yeah, I think he brings up a good point that I totally didn't even think about. Forget about the detailing aspect. There's that social aspect yeah. of the you know, yeah, we're hanging out and, and talking uh, or whatever, yeah. but it's the interaction. I, did, I was so focused on the detailing part that, you know, that's a gargantuan thing that I could call him now. I it's a great Kevin, point because him. some of this content that we're doing in this class, you know, Kevin's written articles and goes deep into writing about some of this stuff, but it's a totally different thing when you have it live and you're interacting and you're talking not only with Kevin and other mm-hmm. instructors, sure. but also with other detailers that are in the business. And, you know, there's a totally different experience. It's not just about the information and the content. It's about that interaction. Uh, another thing, Charles, that you said, I immediately thought of my early years in my detail business, and I'm thinking about what this class offers now to detailers today. And my business, I started in the early 80s, and... There was nothing like this, absolutely nothing. And I think of how exciting that would have been back then to be able to go go to an event, rub shoulders with other detailers, watch them do procedures and sure. work. Sure, yeah, without product, a doubt, you bet. And then learn from experienced, seasoned professionals. I mean, wow, totally different thing you know well and that's i i got started kind of in the early 2000s which was kind of the early advent days of internet forums and and some of the early detailing forums so 
seeing that kind of evolve from where that was as kind of small enthusiast-based message boards and, and now moving on to massive Facebook groups and yeah. all of that, it's, you know, it's, it's becoming that much easier for people to access the information and to be able to connect with others and kind of further the industry. And I think that's why we're seeing so many advancements yeah. that are happening a lot faster than they used to as well. Right. So... Fascinating. You had a aha moment today. Do you recall that working on the test panel and having scouring? What what did you learn on that? Well, it, it was a panel that was stuck to a magnet table, and basically, as as I was doing the edge, I kept getting scouring on the pad. And what you came up and and said, hey, you know, as you're getting onto that, maybe you're transferring some material onto the the actual panel from that. So as soon as I moved away from those edges, all of a sudden everything cleared right up. Yeah, so you were actually using a, a compound and a pad to polish paint, but you were rolling off of the panel onto a magnetic table, and you were grinding away the magnet material, bringing it back onto the paint. Really? Which, once you went away from that, it was instantly, wow, this cleaned right up. You, you probably thought my procedure is terrible when in reality it was just contamination you didn't think about it and then we said well look that can happen with masking tape too so don't roll on masking tape i mean big moment yeah oh that was a cool one yeah T say, say that one that he was talking about the masking tape. yeah well a lot of detailers use masking tape to mask off vulnerable areas on the car and all that and we do that while we're buffing you know to protect those areas but to kevin's point if you happen to roll over those with your your buffing pad you actually pick up this coating that's on that masking tape. You pick it up off the masking tape, and now it's on your pad, and you transfer that onto the surface, and it can become a source of micro-marring. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the tiny aspects of the gargantuan topic of residue control. Residue, residue manage, management yep. or mm -hmm. control. Right. And that's, I feel like I'm being like the spokesman here or whatever, but it's true, like, there's these massive topics that we that we talk about over three days. You can't really do on a podcast. Yeah. But, um, one of them is 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 residue management, and a, an example that I didn't know, and you, you stepped away for a second, is uh, is about the tape. That tape example we just told the people on the podcast. Yeah. It's craziness. Never in a million years would I've ever thought. I mean, we've all had that when you hit it, and like a little booger gets stuck on the afterwards. Yeah. You, you hit the tape, and you're like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. That's gonna cause. I thought it was just more annoying. I didn't realize it was. Uh, causing issues actually a source of micro marring yeah. yeah so anyways you're on deck actually you're not on deck you're up at the plate right now well that's great all right we had a we're, we're rolling we're rolling nicely here so introduce yourself uh, where are you from blah 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 i'm greg from uh new jersey signature detailing that's it well, what, what your favorite you color your favorite color <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> i think it's fairly obvious <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right so today's your first day First day. First day and no past, having been here no, before? No, I haven't been here. All right, so any aha moments, anything that's been like, holy cow, this is craziness? Um, the edge work. Edge work's really key yeah. without mm. breaking through. Uh, used to do that when I was learning 10 years ago on my own car. I'm like, mm. I can get that out of the edge. And then my edge was gone. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got the edge. Well, you did get it out of the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gone. <laughs> but, you know, and that's okay to do on my own car, but not, not a customer. Today. Yeah, yeah no. not, not anymore. So, so in, in most of the time, the theory is the, the rule of the rule of thumb um, where you, you know, 
uh, even Mike Phillips says, it, you know, your thumb, the rule of thumb, stay that much, an inch away from the edge. Mm -hmm. In this case, we're talking about how to actually sand the entire panel all, yeah. the way to the, all the way to the edge and then how to polish that or compound and polish that out. Um, everything from scalloping, which I thought was pretty cool, uh -huh. um, to uh, what, are the other, what are the other concepts? Angling in, which is very cool. I think, what else? That, that's, what you, that's you coming. You're like, oh, I don't know well, what you're talking about. Pad, you know, downsize yes, your pad. Yeah, downsize one. your pad. Downsize your tool, and so instead of a five or six inch, you go to a three yeah. inch and kind of run along. I mean, there's many different approaches to edge work, including you know the one that he mentioned, which was staying away from the edge. <laughs> that, that's I mean, that's, that's a good one. one. Yeah, just don't even go there. But what this class is teaching is okay. Let's try and get it's get the edge defect removal happening, but do it safely, mm. do it efficiently. And try to manage heat, you know, because on that edge is where we just want to try not to be building up heat very rapidly. So these were techniques and approaches to doing edge work that are kind of remarkable. Yeah, the, the, a really important thing to keep, uh, you know, in front of mind when you're doing that is, I mean, obviously you're not putting a lot of heat into that panel when you're sanding, uh, when you're damp sanding or wet sanding, but... Uh, we have this the saying where you you don't want to sand where you can't buff, mm -hmm. which is why a lot of people want to stay away from the edges. Mm -hmm. But now we're talking about sanding right up to or even over that edge. You have to be able to buff that out still, and that's where you're going to start generating the heat, and that's where things can get a little tricky and or scary. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely, scary yeah, and uncomfortable. Yeah. But we're we're helping to kind of push the limit a little bit with these guys and, and get their skill set up to a point where they can do that and get the comfort level and the confidence to be able to do that and understand what's happening so that they can do that. Mm -hmm. This is where it's, yeah. we have a whole new perspective whole here new. from down under. Hey, guys. Uh, so hey, going, Larry? I, I am well. Is long, it true when you flush no the speak. toilet, does it go the opposite direction? That's true. Is it? No word of a lie. Oh, my gosh. You, what you need to do, though, come to Australia and see it for yourself. Oh, I would love to. Because you know to. what? I might, might be lying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the spiders aren't big either. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> the little tiny huntsmen's, right? That's yes. right. Yeah, tiny. If you if you stand far away. Yeah. Right. Do, do, the, do the buffers spin in the opposite direction? Oh. That, they spin good. whichever way you like. No, whichever oh, way you like. Well, yeah, after yeah, after a few better. beers, it doesn't really matter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly right, so, Aussie buffers. So, is this your first time at an, uh, NXT? Yes. And what did yes. you think? It was good. These guys here did a great job. And any aha yeah. moments for you, like? Uh, Hey, man, I didn't realize this or that or, you know, what have you. I'll, I'll know tomorrow. Oh, good. I'm, I'm, yeah, glad I'm, I'm still <laughs> processing everything they, they said to me. And there was one thing, but I'm thinking overload tomorrow. I'll, I'll go. That was yeah. it. Right. Larry, Larry. Yes, yes. And I'll make sure to edit that and put it right into this podcast immediately. So <laughs> not going to happen. All right, you've been great. Thanks. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Travels halfway around yeah. the world and you kick him right out, yes. huh? Yes. I La need content. Larry just doesn't like me because we, we got lost in Vegas. That, <laughs> that's right. We, we had you on the podcast before. Didn't we do a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were up with uh, Smoking Tire it's up in um, Las Vegas, uh, Hilton. That's right. We did uh, SEMA review. Oh, that's right. That's where he was. So he, ha he has his face slash voice time on podcast. So there. Yeah. All right, you're fired. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you, you don't have big shoes to fill next guy up. <laughs> but we do look forward to being with you tomorrow because you're going to hang out tomorrow and I'll get there, to the yeah. next level. Yeah, I'll be there. Awesome. Take you to the next That's level. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Good. I'm, uh, what, 8,000 miles from home. Yeah. Is that all? 
8,001. Oh, jump. 8,001. <laughs> no, it's nice. But thanks for going that distance, really. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate that. Why not? You know, you guys are putting That's it true. on. You know, I can't get this back home, you know, back in Australia. Half the gear that you guys have. We don't know about. Yeah, that's true. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My supplier said, when you go over there, find out the lowdown on these microfiber pads and this, that, whatever. Yeah. Find because out the lowdown on the microfiber pads? Wow. Because wow. they don't They're have... far behind. Man, they don't we, have. We're like, we are behind. We're like, what you guys get here, it just... You've got to remember how far we are. Do you guys have the and YouTubes there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're the YouTubes and the internets? Yeah, we get all that. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the yeah, internet-nets. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, got my, I, I think I got my roots before you guys in America got it. Really? Yeah, August 2012. Yeah. Oh, oh, I stand corrected. Well, he just pounced on us, didn't he? Mm. And I got it, and everyone else is like, what did he get that for? I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> to, but you didn't have any pads to put on now, it. Yeah. <laughs> now I can do a 20-hour correction in about eight. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. What, what around, the, uh, around the globe, um, you know, the differences between, you know, Hey, thanks, bud. Yes, good to see. He's no worries. He's like, good day, mate. No worries from Australia. How do you not love Australians? I would kill to have that voice. Absolutely. He's a pimp. (laughs) He had zero content, but he's a pimp. (laughs) (laughs) And you like him anyway. Yes. Oh, look, he's he's sneaking back to pick up his phone. (laughs) He's totally fired. Oh, we have someone new. Yes. Let's put the pressure on you. Yeah, who's in the house? Let's all stare at him real. Yeah, have him watching everyone else. Uh, yes, sit down with you Build, guys. Building up all the uh, the uh, nervousness. All right, tell us your name. Where are you from? Uh, my name's Jeff McGovern. Um, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, oh. uh, and I run uh, Immaculate Reflections Detailing. Nice. I'm just checking your volume. All right, and today, were you here today or tomorrow is your next day? Or? Uh, I'm here for the advanced class tomorrow. And were you here last time? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I was, what, 2012, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I did the class then. and So why would you come back? Uh, because the last one was pretty epic. I learned a lot. And, uh, I mean, just taking what I learned from that last class and developing it over the last two years. So you practiced what you learned? Is that what you're telling us? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> he love wasn't an people. expert after one class? <laughs> this is a failure. <laughs> I need my back. <laughs> No, this is good. Just, just knowing the potential of what this next class can have with coming in with a whole nother set of skills. Yeah, we got some heavy uh, hitters here tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, hardcore I'm guys. excited about it. Yeah. So this is good. It's a lot of sanding, a lot of... Uh, are we doing rotary stuff tomorrow? Yeah. If that's what the class wants. Ugh, rotaries. Yeah, uh, I had a I had a white Tesla. Uh, the owner told me that his mom washed it with a Scotch Bright pad. Oh Looks, my gosh! Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, we're talking the equivalent eight hundred sand scratches, you know. Uh, and uh, I tried a nice pretty much. Shoe? I'm sure they didn't do like oh, perfectly they were, flat straight lines when they were washing. Oh yeah, it was bad. Oh my gosh! It was it was all over every single panel. Um, I tried a ton of different things. I mean, uh, all all the different compounds, all the main ones. Uh, the Maguires and, and others, uh, you know, DA and on rotary, I twisted wool with the with M101, and I was getting like seventy percent out and and really taking a lot of material off. Wow! Uh, and it just it just wasn't work. I was about to throw in the towel, and I I called up Kevin, and uh, said, "All right, uh, help me out here. Uh, if if you can't help me, then uh, this job can't be done." 
and this guy's going to have to turn into the insurance company and say, hey, it needs the whole car has to be repainted. You called at a normal time, like 10 in the morning or 11, right? No, no. I think I called you. <laughs> Way to put that one up on the team. Starting at 9, yeah. Yeah. 9 p.m., and it... <laughs> You said it was only an hour. I think it was a few hours we talked we it back was and four forth. Hours. It was about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is, is we went back and forth on the phone. He'd tell me to try something. I'd try it, and I'd call him back. And we, and we troubleshooted it for quite a while, many, many calls back and forth. Uh, and the crazy thing that ended up working was uh, not a heavy-cut compound. It was McGuire's 205. Uh, Which on, is in polish. Yeah. In polish, yeah. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a, it's a 4. And uh, I used a Lake Country white pad. I also used the Meguiar's uh, microfiber finishing disc. They get, both gave very, very similar results. Um, but I was able to get about 98% of the defects out and incredible gloss. And it just, it was really hard to even believe what I was seeing because something, you know, with rotary, twisted wool, M101, not taking these defects out, but 205 on a very light cut pad leveled them out without hey, removing tons of material. All right. Because I'm, I'm going to get... You're doing this for me now. I'm going to get 8,000 questions after that, after his thing. After his Ex- comment. After his yeah. comment here. After his so, comment that made no <laughs> sense at all, but it actually worked. Save my life here in terms of emails. Can you... It's a Tesla. Explain why it's such a huge pain in you-know-what and why his... Uh, problem existed and how he solved it. Well, it was also the defect to factor in, right? Otherwise, I'm giving the phone number to your phone on this podcast live. (laughs) I'll try to be brief, Okay. the thought process is we know that a compound such as M101 has tremendous cutting potential. We know the microfiber has tremendous Mm -hmm. cutting potential. And rotary machines and the Bigfoot LHR-21. All of these things are phenomenal. They have capability of, of cutting tremendously quick he was cutting so rapidly that the pad was loading up with the paint residue so he would get an initial 10 to 15 seconds of cut but because he's using m101 compound with aluminum oxide abrasive particles or grains that stick to microfiber because microfiber is efficient at holding on to things right jason mm-hmm, yeah so it wasn't able to move around. It would get stuck onto the pad and stay there. He would continue to polish with that. And because nothing was moving, it was all becoming uh, buried in paint residue. And the paint residue was buffering cut. any uh, mm-hmm. ability for cutting, and it was stalling the cut. So I thought, well, he needs more liquid. And, Jeff, I remember you asking, well, can I just use more 101? And I said, well, that's just going to introduce more abrasive. We need actually fluid, liquid, you know, moisture to keep the residue uh, floating around, suspended, so the microfiber strings or the foam can do its job. And that's where that idea came from, to use a lot more He used a lot fluid. of 205. Was it 205? Was that the solution? I can't yeah, right. a lot so more. He used a, a ridiculous amount of 205? Yeah, because I knew that. His machine had cutting capability, and the microfiber had cutting capability. So why not let those do the work, and let's use the 205 as a, a liquefier, a, a suspend, a suspender for the ground away paint, and it worked. I think that was the biggest. I'm, you know what? I'm taking everything back. That was the biggest concept today for me. Is that mm-hmm. the the liquids, just the abrasives and the polishes? I kind of just like Kevin was saying. I threw that all out of my mind, and they're just. Uh, a lick, they're just a tool to help 
the microfiber pads do their job. Well, you, you get what it's analogous to. No. DA wet sanding. DA wet sanding. You're using the water's in there for what? For the the, the, wa- the water's not acting as a cutting agent. It's your abrasive media. It's the disc. The water's in there acting as partially lubricant, partially a buffer, partially a cleaning solution mm-hmm. to help float away and flood away any of the debris being the paint residue or any uh, abrasive particles that might break off of that sanding disc. And when you've got that powerhouse cut of the microfiber pad and that LHR 21 Bigfoot that's moving stuff pretty aggressively, all of a sudden there's that 205 with less of an abrasive load is acting as that, that lubricant, that buffer, that flooding agent to remove that stuff. Plus it does have a, a nice little abrasive in itself that can help to refine things out a little bit further. So, you know, as crazy as it sounds on the surface, once you start to dissect the whole process and analyze it, it all of a sudden starts to make a little bit of sense, even though we sure as heck never intended it to work this way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you walk away with that alone from from the training, right. that's like that's one gold that's, nugget. That's a, but and and, and I'll, be, I'll be kind of really candid with you. You've been asking everybody that's been sitting down here what their aha moment was today, and I think mine was that. And it hit me like 11 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. It, it all of a sudden just crystallized in my head. And I went, well, yeah, that's why it works. It makes perfect sense all of a sudden. Yeah, no, that's a good analogy. That, that definitely opened my eyes on that one, too. Well, what's great, though, is had Jeff not come to NXT in 2012 and not reached out to me saying, hey, I can call Kevin and have a discussion, uh, we may not have had this occurrence, right? And how many guys are doing this now? Because of your write-up and because of my article and because guys like Brian Burnworth are sharing it with his group of guys, you know, I'm not the only one that's doing these things. Uh, unbeknownst to me, Brian, who we talked to earlier, was also adding a lot more M205 to his polishing procedure, and we were both doing a very similar procedure. Not, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, by you going to the class, calling me, we discussed it. You did a little write-up talking to guys, and now this thing's exploding, right? And it's all about paint residue management. Absolutely incredible. Been pretty. We, how many guys you got? I don't know. Get two more guys. Yeah, one or two more is good. So, yeah, that's what we got in store for, uh, for tomorrow as well. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're, we're even all kind of starting to go, wait, what, yeah, I, what, I mean, what are we doing now? Yeah. What, is this really happening? It's uh, we're all very very tired. It, from, it, it's from it's almost an organized crazy. chaos thing. That's uh, there's seven hundred detailers all, and, and yet what are we doing? We're just making paint shiny. <laughs> Yippee! Right. Well, for the listeners, just explain the, the chaos in the moment here. I mean, we're at the end of a, a long day of training, and then you know we're out here on the patio at the hotel, and a bunch of students hanging out talking, and you know and it's so what it's eleven thirty at night. Larry's looking worried. And we're back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I bumped it. The temporary out of body experience. We're on the roll here. Okie dokie. I think people all went like like, on the radio. Hello. Uh, We're temporarily abducted by aliens, (laughs) but we're back. All right. We have uh, number 10, 12, 15. I'm just a number. You're just, you're just, you're just a number. No, you're never a number. 
Uh, give me your name, where you're from, and uh, give us a little bit about um, expectations. Is this your first year here? Yeah, this is my first year. My name is Abe Clausen from Midland, Texas. Um, Man, we got a lot of Texas people. Yeah. That's three or four, so I think. Three of them, right? Um, I just take care of a personal car collection. Yes, so. I remember. I remember that. That was, that was a very interesting. We have one guy from Airplanes. Everybody else was, I own this business, I own that business. And you take care of just a collection so you don't have like a, I get up every day and go to my detail shop and hope right. someone comes in or whatever. It's, I work inside of an airplane hangar, so um, sort of have my own little detail area. But, yeah, we're, we're starting to go towards offering my services to the public. But um, as of right now, there's no business yet. So Yeah. So you, So I'm guessing you have one customer who owns X amount of cars or whatever, yeah. and you just yeah. sort of like there's paint their bridge. 30-something cars. And, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, about a year and a half ago, I got my initial training with Greg Nichols from Reflections Utah, uh, Detailing of Utah. Who was on number He's two here. or number yeah. three or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I hadn't seen him in a while. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the things we were talking about is uh, the, the, the social aspect of it. So in particular yeah. today, anything pop up to you that was like, oh, wait a second. I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, just the fact that people are mowing down the initial defects with 3,000 and then just uh, getting it out with... Uh, Either yeah. D300 or even M205 will get it out often, and it's just um, yeah, I guess it's kind of backwards for me. It's like I feel like sanding is 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 mowing down so much, but in, in reality, sometimes it's it's actually less than you'd going at it like three cycles with buffing liquid and uh, trying mm -hmm. to get this defect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, All right. concept. Yeah, I, he brings up a good point that right. traditionally people think if if you were talking to somebody and you said. You got to pick A or B, and A is you're gonna use a, a, a wool pad and some compound, or da -da 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 -da, I've had a drum roll. Yeah. You're gonna sand the car. People are like, oh, well, yeah. I'm not gonna sand it. Is it A or B? They're like, of course, B is gonna be more aggressive and have more heat and yeah. more dangerous. In fact, it's actually the opposite mm -hmm. now. I don't know if it's because of the technology, but nonetheless, today you can you can. Do I that. think it's just such a visual thing. You know, you see it and the paint gets dull, and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, it's like. It was a black car, now it's white. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, and it's, um, you scary. see this, you know, this film that's coming off while you're sanding, and it just freaks you out a little bit at first. Mm -hmm. But definitely got more comfortable today with sanding and yeah. uh, dealing with the edges. And, yeah, especially and, we learned some edge work, which is really good. Um, and just getting a hold of a rotary. I got trained on a DA, so rotary is new news for me. Interesting. And you had a interest insightful comment about that what was your conclusion that you said at the class about rotary uh, rotary sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hold it's heavy pulls your arm one way uh, major hazing after buffing cycle no words have ever wow. been more true in my day. Uh, <laughs> but actually i uh, managed to finish down pretty well with it and i've um that's After cool. I got some polish in my hands, and it was, I calmed down a little bit. But that's fascinating to me because you know, as as a trainer over the years that I've been working with detailers and stuff, I'm usually I'm usually working with detailers doing the learning curve from the opposite direction, where right, they're right. they're rotary users, and I'm trying right. to teach them how to you know use the DA processes. And that here here's a guy that's going the other direction, where he's right. a DA user, and now he's just you know, trying to learn rotary skills. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, sort of going right. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it's, you're adding, you're, 
adding to your skill set. I don't think that's going backwards. Yes, yes. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't know how often I'm going to use it. Yeah. Um, but hope I don't need to. But, but you know how. I know how. Yeah. You know how, yeah. and if you're in that situation when you need it, you got that skill. Exactly. So I think that's a good thing. There, there are times when it, it, it is the best tool to use. Um, those times may be becoming fewer and further between, but there are definitely times when it's the right tool to use. Yeah. Yeah, when you, you know, you've been working a couple of days and you didn't get to go to the gym, and you're like, you know what? Instead of going to the gym, <laughs> I'm just going to use a rotary polisher. I'm going to work out really, really hard, and then I won't have to go to the gym ever again. Wow. And, uh, can, you, can you see where I might be going on that? Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually used a fax machine the other day. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. And then I, I did you... the rotary phone. You dial a zero and give your finger that free ride all the way back. way back. I find phone numbers with zeros. I'm like, no, what? Do I really no. want to call God, this person? It's going to take so long. <laughs> Four zeros. It's like longer <laughs> to <laughs> dial than the conversation is going to be. I bet there's listeners that have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't have a rotary on my iPhone. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> They're turning off their iPhones and their iPods and droves right now. No, you know what, though? He, he just hit on something really cool, and that was the, the whole 3,000 grit sanding as, a, as an alternative to aggressive compounding. And um, it, it is kind of cool what you can do. These days with with a, a quality three thousand grit uh, finishing disc on a DA to, to knock down uh, really nasty defects in the paint and basically trade out this this random mess of defects for a very uniform very predictable defect mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i.e. a sanding scratch yeah and that becomes extremely easy to buff out and you're not introducing any heat when you're sanding you're very predictable and very controlled in doing that and you're left with a sanding mark that usually is extremely easy to buff out, even with a DA these days. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a terrific alternative on on severe defects. You just have light swirls from towel marks and stuff. You don't want to go and start wet sanding. Yeah, no, you don't. No. But if you've got some really nasty, severe stuff, it could be a fantastic alternative that's actually less invasive to the paint. I think that's going to be, you know, if I could predict, I think that's going to be the next, you know, like coatings are big now, blah, blah, blah. I think the next big thing is for more of the... Um, Finish sanding. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be a lot more finish, finish sanding. sanding. I'm trying to. It's yeah. going to be more mainstream hmm. and more of a thing. So I feel like you know. Interesting. If let's, I could invest in, in. Let's write that down. Put it in an envelope, yeah, and yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. look I in a year or so. Invest in sanding disc papers, and you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd be. Uh, By now, I'd be long on on sanding <laughs> papers right now. Um, all right, we're at about a uh, minute and six. You guys want to wrap it up? I'm ready to okay. go to bed. Yeah. So final thoughts, and then uh, plug away, Mr. Buff Daddy, or whoever wants to go. You're I, I am looking forward to tomorrow. This is uh, we, the end of day two of, of this NXT three-day event, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow because these are high-caliber guys like the other two days, but uh, very exciting that tomorrow is just taking everything to the next level, you know, sanding, rotary, and DAs just totally taking it to the next level so i'm i'm really excited looking forward to tomorrow yeah i'm excited and i helped put this thing on and I, i'm saying i wonder what's gonna happen tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's a good idea yeah so, so what, we'll, what do you think is gonna we, happen tomorrow yeah, kevin well, we're gonna have a good time we got a great group of guys a lot of skill and Crazy to be able to too. go in there and say hey we need to make these guys even better and excited that they attended that's yeah. a challenge, right? Yeah, and sure it is. I, I sure think we is. can we can handle that. 
So, I just thought of it. How many? Give me the the, the parameters of the class. Uh, how many people are in it? How many 20. people can be in it? Twenty. We 20 limit people. to 20. twenty. That's it. Yeah. And what do you probably have? Twenty or thirty people on back on wait list that wanted and didn't we, get in in time. We or sold out the Sunday class in four hours, uh, and that was probably because people didn't realize that I had actually posted up that we have this class. I bet you we would have sold it out in an hour. We should have probably had two advanced classes, but it's just logistically, you know, these guys, Jason and Mike, we can only have them so many, uh, so we many days. Had some a long week. days. A lot of these yeah. guys work a, lot of a work. regular work schedule Monday through Friday. They now don't do anything. Okay, I know, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so <laughs> wait a minute. Very fortunate oh, to pull them together. I resemble yeah, it's, on, it's on mute. Nobody heard that. Yeah. And to use yeah. the uh-huh. McGuire's facilities. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, I'm really excited. I'm really grateful that we had the opportunity to, to do it at McGuire's, to have these guys attending, and to be able to pull it off. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Yeah. I'm very surprised with us. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, wow. it's great. Yeah. Final thoughts there, Stoops? Um, well, let's see. I, I think by the time I get home from now and – I'm a little wired and wind out. I should be ready to go after a good three hours of sleep tonight. Tomorrow's going to be pretty epic. Tomorrow's going to be amazing. There's, we're gonna, we are really going to stretch the limits tomorrow. Uh, we're going to set some people's brains on fire, I think. It's going to be cool. It's exciting. Um, for me. You look excited. I, yeah, yeah, I am excited. <laughs> I'm starting to fade. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning for me on East Coast time. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm grateful uh, that uh, there's this many people in the same room, all enthusiastic. These, the yeah, egos yeah. are, you know, nowhere to be found nope. with these type of guys, Great. which is cool. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of forum uh, talk about this and email and, uh, you know, Internet kind of thing. So if you couldn't make it this year, certainly Google search and, and, and check out. And I'm going to post a video up there. Go to BuffDaddy.com and check out. Um, I'm sure you're going to have some write-ups or whatever on there, I can imagine. Um, and, of course, where are you, MOL? McGuiresOnline.com, yep. You can always find Stoops and his personal address. What is it again? Where do you live? (laughs) (laughs) No, they cannot find me. (laughs) As always, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, If you have any questions, shoot me an email, Larry at AmmoNYC.com. And uh, I don't know. We'll have more podcasts coming up soon. I apologize in in advance, even though this is after the podcast. I haven't been doing a whole lot of podcasts because we're – it's summertime. We've been – detailing a whole lot so i've been out on the road detailing gathering up stories but we have lots of videos coming up lots of podcasts coming soon once i sleep (laughs) (laughs) all right guys have a good one we're out